You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. You're listening to the We Are Libertarians network. Learn more at wearelibertarians.com. Episode number 146 of the Central Indiana's Favorite Podcast. I'm Jeremiah Morrill. Today I'm joined by co-host Dakota Davis, producer Chris Guffey, and... Today's episode features uh, the return of Betsy Mills. She is fully recovered from her concussion from the last time she was on the show. If you listened to that episode, we are also joined by... uh, First-time guest, Mr. Stacy Guffey. We have uh, been trying to get you on for such a long time, Stacy. Glad to have you in the studio this time. We're going to be talking to both of these folks. Stacy is an instructor at the Henry County Sheriff's Department, marshal for uh, Sulphur Springs. Marshal at Sulphur Springs. Uh, I was an instructor with Henry County Sheriff's Oh, you were? Until I retired. Oh, okay. And then you were the school resource officer at uh, Tri? Tri High. And then you are also running for Henry County Coroner. Yes. And then, Betsy, you are the newest member of the Henry County Council. You have replaced uh, Mr. Thals for his at-large seat. Brand new, but you've already uh, toured some jails and been doing some work. So we're going to talk to you about what that process has been like. And then at the very end, I have something to say about the town of Spiceland. So make sure you stick around to the end to hear that. This uh, this show is about our lives in rural Indiana. We're here to push your boundaries and make you think as individuals. Sometimes we'll provoke you. Other times we'll make you laugh. Hopefully you'll always learn something new. <clears throat> Such as here in Henry County, uh, because our taxes are so high because of this county council that everybody has to have like five or six jobs. <laughs> so they've all got like nine of them. I didn't them. vote on that. <clears throat> well, no, not Conveniently. yet. Conveniently. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's the way it goes. So we do have some thank yous to give. Uh, Patreon members. That's got, right. Uh, we got some amazing folks that just got a, a bonus show a minute ago. Happens every week. Mm-hmm. Patreon.com slash Boss Hog of Liberty is where you can go to support the show monthly. Uh, the subscription starts at $5 a month. We give you a bonus episode each week. It's about 20 to 30 minutes long sometimes where we talk to the guests about, uh, you know, just some random things. It's a, it's a fun little show that we put on specifically for those folks. There are multiple different tiers with different perks for every tier. If you donate at $50 or more a month, then we promise we're going to give you a shout-out at the start of each episode. Those folks are Christy Avery, Jonathan Phillips, Craig DaCosta, and Mr. Chris Lamb. We also have T-Chip stores. That is uh, where you can buy all of your Boss Hog of Liberty merchandise. It's a bunch of clothing. Um, We have different tiers for the clothing as well, just very basic logo wear, um, we have one with host names on it, and then we also have one that has the slogan that says that local stories, national impact on the back of the apparel, and those are tchip.com slash bhol one two or 3. I uh, I failed this week. I'm a, I'm a single puppy dad, but Sarah's out of town for work, so I'm, I'm lucky to have food and clothing. You don't have a puppy. Uh, well, two dogs. I, I don't know. They're always puppies, Dakota. Yeah. Uh, come on, Dakota. <clears throat> come on. Don't steal that away from me. Uh, <laughs> so... I'm I'm lucky to have uh, have a hoodie at all, but I, I my my boss hog, long sleeve shirt 
uh, it got to the washer. It didn't get all the way through the drying process and then, <laughs> and then on to me, but I, you know, I do have mine and I, I do cherish. Hey, you're trying. I understand. I, I'm efforting. I'm efforting really hard. Adulting and efforting. <sighs> yeah. Efforting. I, uh, I like efforting more than adulting. Isn't We're it trying. amazing Literally after you get married and you're used to being married uh-huh. and then you think, how yeah. did I do this all on my own Sarah, for so long? Sarah flew out on Sunday and by Wednesday I was like, damn, yeah, stuff's really not getting done around here. <laughs> <laughs> did you look in the mirror or did you just? No, I yeah. said, yeah, obviously I blame the dogs. <laughs> you do have a pretty cool wife. Yeah. Uh, I married did, very well. I did all right. Did yeah. pretty good. I'm not saying that because her mother's here. <laughs> Sarah's awesome. I, we called in the backups. Normally Sarah is the one that keeps us fed on Thursday nights. And, uh, I told Mason on, I might've been Sunday afternoon. We might've been watching football. Mason and Chris were sitting around. Uh, they've all adopted the, uh, my wonderful in-laws as their own. And I, I may have said it just loud enough for Libby to hear it in the background saying, boys, Thursday night's dinner. I don't know what we're going to do. So you all might have to figure it out on your own. And immediately Libby stepped up and said, I'll make something. What do you want? So Aww. last night, uh, our intern Mason and, uh, and Libby put together a beef stew. Honestly, we have an intern. He should be making this dinner every week. He should. That's yeah. kind of an intern's job. We've probably not done the best job with his internship. I think we've done pretty well. <laughs> Does he get credit? Are you like, he's dropped out of school since he oh, took on okay. the internship. He's just taking this job on full time. We, <laughs> we probably should have discussed the pay before, before we encourage high fives and encouragement. Yeah. Or yeah. What? We are yeah. still offering internships though, to any teachers <laughs> yes. that have to fulfill their state requirements. As long as that's still a thing after this legislative session for now, we will sign, it, you'll right? sign your form and they can come by and hang out with us. That's right. Next time I want to, for my fifth, if I'm invited. Yeah, it should, should Hypothet- you pass this? Hypothetically, yes. I would like to bring you guys dinner. Okay. And I make a really mean roast. That would be amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love a good roast. Yeah. Have you been, potatoes, whatever. Ha- have you been watching the marvelous Miss Maisel? Um, first and second season, not the third. So that's, I mean, that was her move. But yeah. Like I mean, she, she would, she would make a brisket. Yeah. yeah. And briskets are bomb. I'm very good at corned beef. I love corned beef. Pork, I can do corned beef. I can make corned beef. Never. I've never gotten a, a good like smoked brisket. I've never yeah. never done it well. It, it just takes a lot of You've talent. never had a good smoked brisket or no, you never made I've it yourself? Had plenty. I've you just not I've just not done it myself well. Yeah. I don't have a smoker, but I really I really want to get like a Traeger. That's like my yeah, next right? big adult purchase. You should probably go hang out with our friend Cade and he's got a Traeger. He's yes. got he's got the smoker. Yes. I yeah. My my smoker is the old school type where you have to build the fire in the bottom and then like keep the fire fed. All right. Let me ask the town marshal of Sulphur Springs, Indiana. <laughs> Would a good brisket get me out of a ticket? Well, it's a start. <laughs> <laughs> no promises. No promises. <laughs> oh man. So, uh, so Stacy's here. You were, uh, you've, you, you're here tonight, uh, because you've applied to, uh, you've pl- applied with the people of the Henry County, Indiana to be our coroner again. Yes, sir. It's going to be an open seat. Mm-hmm. You did the job once before. Mm-hmm. What uh, can you? I guess for folks that don't know, or we have listeners all over the country in different states, so they don't have Indiana's laws. Um, real high overview: of What's a coroner do? Why do we elect them? What's and why? Why is the job important to our community? Because you have like five jobs. So you, now you're just wanting a sixth one to to to, to start counting them on a different hand. I guess. Well, I retired <laughs> from one of them, so I'm I'm. You got the time. To, yeah, I got the time. The coroner's office is is very critical for uh, citizens of, of of the county and of the territory that you uh, are going to be servicing, just simply because um, 
every, there's going to be death everywhere. And it's just a matter of being able to investigate what happened and the scene and so forth and to be able to answer the questions that um, the family of the victims are going to have. So sometimes sometimes the coroner needs to be involved and sometimes they don't. So if somebody's under medical care, uh, hospice or something, then the coroner doesn't get involved. But if somebody happens to die, then, then there's, they, they get brought in and then that's yes. the, where you'll have a, a death investigation. Absolutely, yes. So with, with that, even with that, uh, where we get involved, you know, it could be anything from we'll obtain the medical records. We can do autopsies. Not personally, we have pathologists that does you send, the autopsies. You, you send them away to Muncie, so, right? Isn't that actually no? We have a pathologist, a forensic pathologist that travels, but that will actually come here. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. And um, so we do the, the the pathology, and then we do the uh, or the autopsy, and then we do toxicologies and so forth, and then we get the medical records to to be able to to make a determination. Absolutely. And it, so, it do you view it as a, an administrative position? Is it a hands on job? What's the how do it, our community's got 50,000 people roughly. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure the role is different if you're in Allen County versus being here in Henry County, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. No, it's a hands-on um, for me. Uh, when I was corner last time, I, I took the the bigger percentage of all the calls and we, I had deputy corners. And um, on those occasions where we would get multiple calls a day, um, then I would call one out or two or three, whichever be the case. Um, and then, or if, for example, I was working at the sheriff's department at that time, uh, if I couldn't go I was on something else, then the deputy corners would absolutely actually step up. So yeah. if go ahead, I was going to ask a question. If that's mm-hmm. okay. So obviously the role of corner is really important. You got to have the right person in that role. What decides you going on a call? Like someone has passed. Is it, if it's natural, you don't touch it, but if it's if anything's questionable, you go like, when does a coroner actually respond to a death investigation? Well, usually when um, we get a call from dispatch, okay, and they tell us that they're the officers are at at the scene, okay, uh, of a death, and and I know that the, this conversation is not really a light hearted conversation, but we'll punch it up. It's fine. Okay, well, in I editing, we'll that. fix it. Um, but they have uh, they'll give us a call. They'll let us know if there's if there's a, a deceased individual. Mm-hmm. And then we get the information, the background a little bit. And then either we head that way or sometimes even the medics, we've been real good with the medics uh, in the past. They'll tell us, you know, Hey, this is a, a medical. We just want to let you know, you know, that, uh, and, and we've, we've had a, a really good relationship with the, uh, when I was corner, we had a very good relationship with the, the law enforcement, the medics and, and so forth that, uh, we worked really well together. So they sort of give you a heads up. Like, obviously, if someone is terminally ill, you're probably not responding to that because you know. Now, if they're on hospice right. or under doctor's care, something. But like if that. it's out of the blue or there's a question, Absolutely. that's when you you would go because. And every um, every child death, mm-hmm. of course, anything that is, um, uh, for example, you know, a 20-something, 30-something, 40-something, 50-something, whatever, right. has no medical history whatsoever and they just fall dead. Then, yeah, mm-hmm. we we are called in to, to see what we can find out anywhere or like our hospitals exempted because they're under a medical care at that point, or does it depend? It depends. Um, if they're under, a, if they've had a procedure within 24 hours, then it is a corner call. Uh, the corner has to come in and do an investigation. Um, 
because it's been within 24 hours of of a an actual procedure, medical procedure. So Zach Bertram is in uh, the live feed, and he's uh, wanting to know: Would you describe uh, the role of a coroner as a more law enforcement type position, or is it a uh, more of a medical type position? Well, it's a little of both because first off, when you get to the scene, you got to first know what you're looking for, and and you got to know how to talk to people. And when you get to the scene, you're actually um, just you, like I said, you got to know what you're looking for. And, um, you know, there could be something weird with, you know, the way the blood, you know, the blood spatter on the walls or something like that. And um, there's certain inform- there's certain techniques and t- certain things that over the years of experience that I've got, there's certain things that I I can take a look at and and pretty much know that, hey, this doesn't look right. So then it becomes, you know, it's the law enforcement side of it. And then once we get it into, you know, the, the, the autopsies and things, then it becomes the medical issue of, of what kind of medical history that this person had. So we, we've got to determine all that. So we're, we're actually satisfying both law and, and medical, legal so and medical. Is it, uh, are there special requirements that an individual has to, uh, has to have in order to run for coroner or can, can Jeremiah run for coroner this year? No, Jeremiah can run if he wants to. That's perfectly fine. Uh, the law sets a, states that, that within the first year, You've got to attend the coroner school, which is an extremely tough school put on by the um, state of Indiana's Coroners Association and so forth and training board. And um, so you've got to do that. And then once you're done with that, you, you do an externship, which is uh, you have to attend a, an autopsy and have your picture taken with the, the pathologist. And he's got to sign off some paperwork, and then you've got to do some reports and things like that to get. So it is. You've got to be competent, right? You you get elected, and then you have to go through some training. Absolutely. Uh, even if you're not one of the hands-on folks, right? So if you're, you're still right. responsible for them. I would Absolutely. imagine. So if it's a a larger county where you've got, you know, if you're in St. Joseph County, you know, we're at the larger city. I'd imagine you've just got more volume, more than you have bandwidth. Yeah. So that's when you have a lot of deputies. But even even in that position you've still got to have a knowledge of what the folks that are working for you are doing. Oh, absolutely. I mean, even Marion County, I think at one point in time, I think they had a, a foot doctor um, that ran for corner and got it. So he, um, now by virtue of being elected, uh, I don't believe they have to, and I could be wrong on this, but I don't believe they have to attend um, the, uh, the training um, if I'm not mistaken. But however, um, I know he didn't take calls in Marion County. He had deputy coroners that would take calls for him. Hmm. So, so with uh, what with the role of the coroner, I know that there are some special um, responsibilities and roles that the coroner has that uh, a lot of people might not know. Um, but just do you have any of those that are off the top of your head that you know you think people should need to know if uh, going into the November election? Well, like I said, and like we talked about just a few minutes ago, the difference in between the legal and, and the medical part of it, um, I can have all all kinds of doctors being the corner. I can have all type of physicians. I can have all type of pathologists to tell me how a person died and so forth. It's the information that the legal side that we can actually provide to the pathologist to assist him in his decision. Of, of what the cause of death is. Um, now, you know, as, as, as a coroner, uh, you know, I don't have the qualifications to, 
to do autopsies and so forth. So I have to have, we have to have a forensic pathologist or a clinical pathologist to come in and, and do the job for us. And, and now we can draw blood and we can do some of the toxicology like that. And that's part of the training that we get. But, um, we, you know, we have all types of, of, um, of, um, availability of, of others that can help us, you know, make those decisions as far as in the medical term, but it's what you see at the, at the scene, the actual scene that's going to, that could provide information and help the decision of the pathologist. So it's a unique position in that it's, it's politically elected, right? You're, yes. you're in a servant's role, yes. uh, but the people get to decide who their coroner is going to be. Yes. Um, you were elected previously. You did eight, eight years. Is that right? Yes. So, you, and then you were constitutionally well, did, limited. Yeah, I did seven and a half years uh, because I took over for um, the corner at that point in time. That got into a little bit of trouble and resigned. So I took over like in June, I think it was June or July or something of two thousand five. And then I finished his term out, and then I ran a term on my own, won that term up to two thousand thirteen, and technically could have ran last time. A, a last, yeah, the 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 uh, another four years, but I knew that I was running for sheriff. <laughs> so I didn't think it would be fair yeah. to, to say, yeah. you know what, vote for me for corner. And then in two years, I'm going to switch for me for sheriff. So I just didn't think that would be fair. So it, because this is a, the only political office that is not partisan in Indiana is a school mm-hmm. board race. Mm-hmm. So you have to declare a party and I don't know. I mean, so you're Republican this cycle. Yes. Are they making you show up at Republican things and raise money for Republicans and, and swear an oath to the president? I mean, how, the grand down. elephant. How 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 forceful has this how has this partisanship been for, be, for being for being for being a guy running running for uh, a community service job? What was the question again? I'm sorry. How, how hard has it been becoming a Republican? Because I know it's a recent development. <laughs> <laughs> well, not so recent. I mean, it's been the, the last couple elections, two or three elections. Actually, right. I ran. Or I voted, you know, in the Republic on the Republican ticket with sure. the idea that I wasn't going to run for anything anymore, and um, just I was just going to kind of fade away in the sunset. But it, um, um, it just kept coming back. I mean, the coroner's office, and I was getting phone calls from from you, different. There are folks that have expressed a need. Yes, yeah. you want to make the office great again? Absolutely, one hundred percent, so to speak. So, as a matter of fact, I'm going to get baseball hats that says that. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Make the coroner great again. <laughs> if hey, if you want to get more involved in the party, let me know. Okay, sure. <laughs> but it hasn't been. It hasn't been. It hasn't been painful at all making the transition like that. As a matter of fact, it's been pretty well uh, received, mm-hmm. and uh, honored to be here. Well, very good. Have they told you the plan on how they're going to continue to raise our taxes yet? Or <laughs> does, that, does that come at a later date? Mm. Because I need you to fill me in. There's two council members that didn't vote to raise our taxes now. Well, one wasn't on the council yet. Yeah, but she can still claim it. That's true. (laughs) I'm actually very grateful. (laughs) She's still clean. Her, the mm. blood, the blood, the 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 blood of raising my taxes is not on her hands yet. Not yet. So it's it's great. (laughs) (laughs) This is how we treat our friends. Can you imagine if they weren't friends? How we. We're probably worse to Betsy. It's, yeah, I was going to say probably you should, nicer. You should be ashamed of yourself, Dakota. Oh, yeah. I'm loving it. No shame. <laughs> yeah. So you're also the school resource officer at Tri High. Did right. you ever catch this guy smoking uh, smoking in the boys' room? I don't think you were the school resource officer whenever no. I went to Tri. I've just been out there for the last couple of years. I'm unless, getting old now. So. 
you really, is it fun to develop a relationship with the students and oh, get to know them? Yeah, absolutely. I bet I they mean, love you. Oh yeah. You can, you, uh, you can talk, you can talk about things that's going in on, on their, in their life. And, you know, I have this one young man that keeps asking me, walking by, he said, you know, he'll talk to me and he'll say, do you have a good night's sleep last night? I sure did. How about you? Yeah, pretty good. And we, <laughs> just kind That's of the conversation. That's the conversation. So, I mean, there's, it's just so many, so many, um, personalities and characteristics yeah. and, and things. So it's fun. It's absolutely fun. There's something about being in a school, the energy. I just, yeah. for me, it's contagious. Like it's, it's hard to be down or quiet or whatever when you're around so many kids who are exuberant, full of energy and just. There's so much potential there. I think it's really exciting. Oh, absolutely. And and you get to thinking about, you know, seeing these students Mm -hmm. and and what they're going to be in the the future and and where they're going to be at. And if maybe they don't have great associations with law enforcement, maybe the way they're raised, like who knows, like a a lot of different factors, but you get to make an impact on them and they get to know you as a person and you get to change what law enforcement might be to them. Oh, absolutely. We just, you know, building a relationship Mm -hmm. is part part of the... uh, uh, the SRO uh, policy or mm-hmm. process is is building a relationship with with the students. So and, so for those of us that are haven't been in a school for quite some time, and maybe there weren't SROs when they were in school. Uh, you were cause, homeschooled because I dropped out because I dropped <laughs> out of blue, old because I dropped out of the at a Blue River after the sixth grade. Um, <laughs> well, your dad's on the merit board. That's, yeah, he's close enough. Uh, yeah, but it, it help paint the picture of what what does an SRO's day look like? You show up and you're there when the kids are arriving at school, and oh, you're there you until just they're gone. Confiscating e-cigarettes left and right. <laughs> <laughs> well, not so much at the elementary level, but but uh, oh man, but no, it, it try is a is an absolute great great school. Um, it's very it's almost family oriented. And yeah. so the kids, you go out there and, and, and you greet them. I think them. Dakota's mom is responsible for that, really. Oh, absolutely. She's yeah. the boss out there. <laughs> so It's family oriented when I go. Anyway. That's right. And so the kids come in and it's high fives and, you know, and things like that. And some of the kindergartners and the, the smaller kids, they want to give you hugs and things. And, and, and you try to tell them good morning. You're going to have a great day today. You know, just kind of be that positive um, spot for them. You know, as they start their day. <laughs> yeah. So, so then you're there, and then uh, uh, this is legit, literally mean just I don't know. So it, it's you're just having a presence, right? You're not really concerned about traffic, or it's it's just having a presence on the grounds oh, and your resource as needed. Is that the main goal? That's part of it. Yeah. The part of like I said, part of it is is actually talking to the kids and building relationship and rapport with the with the students, um, but. I go around and I do rounds and I check every door and I make sure every door's locked, including classroom doors. And so during the day, classroom doors are locked. Yes. Okay. And, um, and if they're not, then I shut them and lock them. And, um, but then, then we, when I have some kind of downtime a little bit, you know, after I've done my rounds and nothing's going on, then I start working on things, um, safety, um, assessments and things for the school. And, um, so we, we just finished up a, it's called a family reunification plan. And uh, that's if we have to evacuate the school, you know, what we're going to do, how we're going to do it. And um, there's no sense in, in waiting for something to happen to, to react to it, especially when you're dealing with roughly seven, 800 students and, and staff and so forth. 
you've got to to have some kind of organization to the chaos it's going to be and um so uh that's part of it that's that's part of what the SRO program or the SRO is out there and like i said the biggest thing is just building a rapport and and uh with the kids and students and and uh, and so forth. And every once in a while, you got to go out and work some traffic because <laughs> that pickup line can get pretty. It's yeah. it's pretty, a you, you, you got it a pretty good eight hundred people. That's a lot. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, when I'm talking about staff. Yeah. And, and but so that's a lot. Eight hundred people on the campus. That's, oh yeah. That's big. Do you yeah. ever uh, catch them off guard? Like um, when I was at Shenandoah for a few months, I teaching. Um, I remember a few times like kids would curse in front of me, and then they'd realize I was there, and they'd freak out, and I'd be like, "Ha ha!" And then move on, like. <laughs> I'm not well, going to write you up. Usually, Did you catch them and they're like off guard and they freak out and you usually, laugh? Usually, usually, yeah, that's the, you know, things like that will happen. A little slip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> will, will happen. And, and sometimes when they walk by my office, because my office is right in front. So I've got a straight line shot and, ver- and view to the front door. Sometimes I'll walk by my office and my door will be open and they'll say something and mm-hmm. I'll say, hey, mm-hmm. knock it off. <laughs> And of course, I I don't do anything. I don't right. do anything administrative at all. I'm just there for security support. Right. Yeah, you know, so I think it's no. fun to like make them nervous and then to like carry on. You know. Well, I hope none none of them is watching. <laughs> don't right curse, now. try high. Don't yeah. do it. Yeah, don't do it. Don't do it. But anyway, it's a great group of kids, and and uh, we we don't do real well with the 16 year old demographic, honestly, and under. We don't have a lot of those viewers. No. Especially after eight o'clock, once uh, Kirst, uh, Kirsten Kronk's kids go, a lot to bed. of a uh, lot of baby boomer uh, women yeah. watch the show. According to our analytics, I get a lot of angry messages of the things I say uh, from from the baby boomer women. Some of whom, by the way, I'm not sure should really have driver's licenses anymore because the things I saw on the internet this week, every single intersection should probably have a stop sign and a stop light and maybe a traffic <laughs> cop out there directing because it's just everything's dangerous. Stacy yeah. probably needs another job, so yeah, it's um, tiring. I, I got about fifteen minutes. There, <laughs> there's some folks that I think maybe just the rigors of driving. They probably ought to t- volunteer their license back in and sell the car and just, just listen around uh, yeah. town. I drive through here. I drive through Carmel, Noblesville, Avon, all day, every day, in the middle of the day. Whenever the only people out are the old folks and the crackheads. <laughs> And the traffic is just something else. It's like a whole different world is going on in the middle of the day with most people at work. And I don't think that the majority of the population is aware. Maybe we don't understand just how bad it is. Well, they're not home watching Young and Restless anymore. Uh, that got canceled. It's just they have to go. They have to drive down to the Hardee's and get their senior coffee. And man, it's we're just in trouble. We had a, we had a major change in a traffic pattern on a on the third rated state road in our town and and it it caused yeah it's the third most important state road in our in Newcastle which oh, one is that oh, state road one hundred three okay and eighteenth or fourteenth mm. they removed a stoplight the state removed a stoplight eighteenth yeah eighteenth yeah, eighteenth yeah, and, yeah. and grand yeah which is which state is road one hundred three right it's a state road I think the city of Newcastle is down to one stop stoplight that it actually manages maybe two wow that's it. So that is a uh, that's a state owned uh, stoplight that they removed because the traffic count couldn't count it couldn't do couldn't keep up anymore it was not necessary uh, so I look forward to maybe maybe some opportunities for you to do some crash investigation after after that <laughs> happened so uh, back to the SRO job um, is there additional training that you have to take on in order to get that job absolutely you got to take the um, the the training that the um, 
it's called NASRA. It's a National Association of School Resource Officers. And they actually provide the training for you. And it's a week long. And uh, you test out of it. You have to test out of it. Um, and then you could, later on you get the opportunity to go into the, the advanced portion, which I did. And uh, which was in French Lick, Indiana, and that's an awesome place. Mm-hmm. That's an awesome place. I love. Did that. you get to go to the the, the resort? Set, yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah, my wife loves it. That's that's our new favorite place. Now, <laughs> I I went there a few months ago with uh, friends from the Luger series, and I was so impressed. I was like, oh. "This is Indiana. I feel like I'm in Europe right now." Oh, it was it was <laughs> it was pretty awesome. I can tell you. Have you ever been to Oldenburg? The boat and the moat saved it. No, but I should. Oldenburg's yeah. a neat spot. Oldenburg's a ve- very German. I've heard yeah. good things. It very you feel German. like you're in a German village. Yeah, it's a very neat, very neat little town. You guys should have a podcast there on location, and we could. We should whenever yeah, they do their Freudenfest festival. Yeah, we I got the, do that I got the first year. round. Let's do it. All right. Except the past three years, I think that I've gone to Freudenfest in Oldenburg. It has been raining. Maybe they shouldn't have it during the monsoon season. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the middle of summer, like whenever we're supposed to be in a drought. Yeah, and then, I don't know. You know, we're just blessed. Whatever. All right. So before we p- pivot uh, to Betsy, uh, Stacy, P- you're running for office. I don't think at this point you have any. Nobody's filed against you in the primary or the uh, or the or for the general. Not yet. Uh, but there's there's still opportunity for you to have to interview for this job. If uh, if people want to help out, if they want to volunteer, if they want to write the big check and help you pay for your signs so you don't have to lease them from another Guffy that might have run before, how do, how do people get involved with your campaign? How, how does this work? Well, you know, you can – we've got a Facebook page, and um, and we also uh, have an email, uh, Stacy Guffy for Henry Co. Uh, at gmail.com. All right. Stacy Guffy mm-hmm. for Henry Co. Yeah. at gmail.com. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I got- can't believe you're the first one. You're the, you're the first Stacy Guffey to ever want to run for office with in, in Henry County. For Henry Q. I know. Yeah. Any of the Henry Counties. And there I are can't several. believe you got it. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Henry County, Georgia can suck it because Stacy Guffey got it. <laughs> That's right. We paid dearly for that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, uh, and, and, and there's a lot of people that has my telephone number. <laughs> and so, uh, except for Chris, I don't give it to him. No. I don't need it. So <laughs> I know where, I know where you work. He knows where you park your car in Sulphur. <laughs> I know, I know all three locations you parked. Yeah, at. you got the fire station. Like either way, you're tricky. I love the it. Future gas station. Hot tip. It's, it's so smart because you keep everybody on their toes and they keep their speed down. Yeah. I no, respect the game. What if somebody? What if somebody unplugs your sign out there? What, is there a power cord? Is that, a, is that a crime? Is that vandalism or heroism? It would be absolutely vandalism. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't damage it. We just, I, I mean, somebody deprived it of power. Unknown. Wait, what do you just mean somebody, we? You don't, know. don't you lump anybody into your, con- I don't want to be a co-conspirator. <laughs> we just, they, somebody just unplugged it. Cuff him. It's, hey. They're solar, aren't they? Yep. They're so if, you know, if, if a dark, dark, dark trash bag happened to blow onto it and land on that solar panel, which, by the way, solar energy may not be legal in this county anymore after. I've heard some things. We may, it may have to get outlawed. I don't know if your grandfather did or not, but, man, I'm worried now, yeah. actually. It sounds it like, like anarchy. That one, that one down on Riley Road might have the same dark trash can problem, too. Yeah, the Riley Road one is super annoying because they actually, I think want it to gone. be. It may have disappeared oh, really? yesterday. No, I don't think huh? it did. I don't it might it. have. Because it's 20 miles an hour right there. Allegedly. Well, I don't know so if you guys slow. seen the Facebook post of the speed sign. Yeah. 
for, during Christmas that said, if you're going over the speed limit, it says naughty. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're under a speed limit, it says nice. I've, like noticed, I've noticed uh, in Newcastle, uh, <clears throat> I've been a passenger in vehicles. I've never been the driver and noticed this. But I have been a passenger in vehicles. Noticed if you're doing ten over, the thing just shuts off. It doesn't even doesn't even complain anymore. Mm-hmm. It probably records the data. Yeah, it does. Uh, it does. But so, uh, but it does not display it any longer. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> they actually have a sneaky way. They can shut off the display so it doesn't actually always show. So it looks like the sign's not working. Mm-hmm. But it still records all the data. It knows. It does. So then Stacy knows when the speeders are coming through. Roughly, probably about seven thirty in the morning in a white Chevy Cruze. <laughs> and then it just sends an email to Stacy Guffey for Henry at gmail.com. That's right. I think that Pendleton did it best because like theirs I actually like will slow down to the speed limit or maybe even under. You just want it to say thank you. It's it, because they they have the sign out that says please slow down and enjoy our town. <laughs> and it's like okay. Yeah. See, you respect the niceties. You just I want do. to be asked. Yeah. Like, just okay. Minnesota nice. Like, sure. <laughs> Carrot, not a stick. I think that's yeah. the lesson we're yeah. learning. I'm like, I'm like, you betcha, yeah. <laughs> I, I would posit that Indiana's pretty kind. Who's your hospitality is real? I don't know. Yeah, I feel I like. So. Except in Carthage. Those except people. For, <laughs> except for whenever, if you're from Ohio, we're not nice to you. Really? But, yeah, I mean, it's Ohio. Those tourists that are <laughs> passing through from Illinois to Ohio on I-70 that are moving agricultural products, man, we are not nice to them. Rough. Rough. True. And then get, get your, boy, fills get up your and, boy Holcomb on that. Yeah, it gets rough. <laughs> I didn't know there was an issue, but I'll talk to him. Man. I, I got a press release today, by the way, if you're going to haul way too much steel through, uh, through Rushville, you should probably put the, the numbers on the side of your truck. The state police, uh, Popped somebody today for uh, being ninety-seven thousand pounds overweight. Oh my Whoa. gosh! <laughs> Which is a lot because you're only allowed eighty thousand. Yeah. Oh, so they were only <laughs> seventeen over. Yeah, they were only uh, uh, twenty-one or was it forty-six tons overweight? Yikes. No, they on a were, forty-ton truck. Did you say they were ninety-seven thousand pounds thousand overweight? Pounds over. You can only carry eighty thousand. So they had a hundred and seventy-seven thousand yes. pounds of steel. Yes. Wow. They were delivering to Madison. That so the is state, incredible. Uh, the press release said that they impounded the truck, the materials, and fined the guy $14,000. So he didn't have the, the, uh, the US DOT stuff, and then he was he had a double truck and trailer combination, and uh, he didn't have the permits for it. Because you can use those in northern Indiana. You, right. uh, you're not allowed such it takes a special. Here. Well, it takes a special license, too. It takes a special addition onto your CDL yeah. to be able to drive with those. You have to take another test <laughs> to get it. You need more permission. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, that was uh, good thing they didn't come through sulfur. Mike, Mike Boyle's uh, knows it's called a Mich- It is called a Michigan train. Um, for whatever reason, the uh, you can run some overweight stuff uh, up up north. All right, Betsy, you ready for this? Maybe. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. You uh, you you won the Grand Republican cockeye. Uh, was it a dark enclosed room or did, uh, how, how does this work? How- With hoods, chanting. <laughs> I don't hoods, think the public was, was chanting. Invited. There was incense. It was very dramatic. Mm-hmm. Um, no. Uh, so it was called some uh, sort of arm wrestling. Yeah. A little bit of arm wrestling. <laughs> um, no. And, and Steve was there too. And Steve Thompson, who's off camera, my campaign manager. Cool. Thanks buddy. Um, uh, so our, I need a campaign manager. <laughs> I didn't have one last time. I was just sort of like, I'll do this, but I, Stacy, I would, I would volunteer, but I lost an election. You don't like that. <laughs> hey, you got the next one. Uh, Betsy, by the way, you've been corrected. Uh, 
a very reliable source that I know, did go to Olden as a that. kid. <laughs> My mother jumped in on chat. Thanks, Mom. Um, I guess I've been to Oldenburg. It's been a while. I forgot. Man, the first lie has been mm. exposed oh, in the man. Betsy Mills administration. Hey, but you know my family's honest. My mom's willing to call me out on my lies. Um, yeah, so uh, our party chair, Todd Heidegg, uh called the caucus to replace Mike Thals. And um, I had known for months that it was coming. I didn't know exactly when it was going to happen. And um, it was last Monday night. I think it was January 6th. And uh, you just want me to run into the details? Yeah, it was, a, it was yeah. a cold and snowy night. It was a cold and yeah. snowy night. Yeah. Very dramatic outside. Um, no, it was. Uh, we have uh, 35 or 36 precinct committeemen in the county uh, for our party. And I, I think precinct committee person. Committee person. Thank yeah. you. I Thank you. I'm, I'm looking out for, thank you. you know. Yeah. Um, no, I'm not, it's not all patriarchy <laughs> around here. That's right. That's right. I, I do. I affirm that. Um, <laughs> uh, a lot of people were um, like hoping we would make uh, quorum which would be majority plus one. And I knew we would because I called almost every single precinct committee person. I was whipping votes. I was on the phone for days and I was sort of waiting until after I knew I was going to have competition. And once I knew uh, Mr. Darling had filed, I was like, all right, well, here we go. And I, I mean, a lot of the precinct committee people knew me and we talked about it, but um, you know, I just, I, there a lot of people I knew, a lot of people I was acquainted with. Some were complete strangers and I just, wanted to, it's a little bit old school, but you know, take the, you know, you're paying someone a courtesy. If they're a precinct committee person, they expect a call. If there's a caucus. And I knew that I'd already sent letters to everybody back in August when I announced my run for this spring, but it's a little bit different from the caucus. Like, so I won the caucus, but I still have to run this spring. Absolutely. For the you, next so term. you're, fill, you're filling out a term right. and now you've yeah. just filed this week to, uh, to run for a term of your own. I filed four hours ago. Yeah. So it's very similar to what, uh, what Stacy went through when he, he filled out a right. term, uh, for coroner. And right. now it's the same, same situation for you. Yeah. So, um, we didn't have hoods though. <laughs> well, that was a Democrat thing. So, <laughs> um, <Wow>. it was, <laughs> so I called almost everybody. Um, I knew we were going to have quorum based on what I was hearing. I felt pretty good about everything, but you never want to get too excited. And obviously, um, people who know, uh, Tony Darling, um, he's got a just incredible reputation, public servant, just a good, good man. He was my, and Steve too. He was our dare instructor at Shenandoah when we were in fourth grade. Mrs. Jessup's class. And, I, gra- uh, I graduated from Shenandoah. Did you really? Absolutely. Fellow Raider? Absolutely. Right on. 1981. All right. Um, I, once, once again, I dropped out of Blue River after the sixth grade, so I, <laughs> I'm very jealous of all these diplomas. After um, the, the jail tour in Adams County yesterday, we were joking, and uh, Kim Cronk and I like to joke about being Shenandoah graduates, and we're like, yeah, Shenandoah, because there's honestly, like, we're up in the corner of the county, and there should probably be more Raiders involved at the county level. And there really haven't been like, it's very, I don't know why that is like, I'm trying to diagnose that, but anyway, Kim and I like to joke it, but you know, about being Shenandoah grad, the windmill (laughs) (laughs) could be, um, and Chad Malico, you know, gave us, you know, teased us about it, but, um, Peg is, Peg's a Shenandoah area person too, right? Oh, she's not pure enough. She She lives up there. No, she does. I think she was caddis. If I recall correctly, they go to Shenandoah school though. But she wasn't a Shenandoah grad. Shenandoah didn't exist when she graduated. Not pure blood. Yeah. She's Kick her out. Blood. I'm not characterizing out anything of the, like that. I'm just saying. Out of the party. <laughs> she <laughs> no. sounds like she's still bitter over losing the primary is what it feels oh, like no. to me. I don't um, know. It's just, it's no, just you know, I'm uncomfortable. You guys were so good. Uh, <laughs> when I lost, I lost, okay, a four-way race. I lost by 32 votes in uh, you know, spring 18. It was a bummer. It, I mean, it, it sucks to lose. I'm very competitive. I... 
I figure why, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to go as hard as I can. And I really did. I spent a lot of money. I worked really hard. I just really, really pushed myself and out of my comfort zone. And I lost that night. And um, I was really at peace because a lot of people encouraged me that night. And I, I really do, both of you, but it's probably especially you, Jeremiah, I've always said, like, there were certain people who jumped in and really encouraged me. And you said, don't run away. Don't hide. Don't, don't you know, you got to stay involved. Yep. County needs you, like... We need young people. And, you know, I, I'm so excited about you guys, too, even though we're not the same party. Like, we need young voices. We need that perspective. It's really important. So I've always been really appreciative that you have been so encouraging to me. So anyway, caucus went down. It was me against Tony Darling. He was great. He gave a great speech. Um, I gave my speech after him. It was alphabetical order. Voted on slips of paper. I got to vote because I'm a precinct committee person. There you go. And Steve got to vote because he's a precinct committee person and um but you like swept fall creek township then or are you harrison i uh, well i i'm appointed in middletown um as a precinct committee person i assume i i don't want to assume anything you but know charlie white went to jail for not living where he voted we you <laughs> know after 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 law enforcement is in the your room. party chair can appoint you anywhere <laughs> in the county where? so yeah. my my party chair appointed me after the fact like a year and a half ago anyway um so it was a 21 to 10 vote. And we had, I mean, for 31 people to attend our caucus yeah. on a cold Monday night in January. It's a lot of robes. It was a lot of robes, yeah. A lot of dry cleaning. Um, you have to yeah. rent them. Yeah. <laughs> they, had anyway, they, haven't had the, they haven't had a caucus this big in a long time. They had to rent yeah, them. Yeah, well, I mean, people were like, I'm worried we're not going to have numbers. And I was like, nope, we're going to have numbers. Because I've, I've literally, I, the, the spreadsheets and the notes I was keeping. My mom was like, are you keeping track of who you're talking to? And I was like, <laughs> have I, you probably, I probably have... 3000 words of writing. Like, I, I mean, literally every conversation, like what we talked about, you know, I, I really, I keep track of that stuff. So, um, I was deeply honored to win and win in that margin and especially against a quality competitor. And, um, I think it's probably a reflection of being involved and mm-hmm. being motivated and knowing the issues of the County. You were well positioned to be ready to serve, right? Uh, Yes, I, I, would, I would like to think so. I mean, yeah. I'll so, say that for you. If you want to say it yourself, I'll say it for you. Yeah. For sure. You had, did you have any hesitation? Whenever, uh, whenever Mike announces no. his retirement. No, I, I mean, I thought about it. I prayed about it. I really, it's not something you jump into. You guys know how hard that decision is to decide I'm going to run for office, to put yourself out there. It looks easy. It's really excruciatingly hard and you're on display. People are watching you. People are going to have opinions. Some are very encouraging. Others are like, I hate you. And <laughs> most are pretty No one's ever crappy. said, I hate you, but I'm sure people, you're, you're never going to make everybody happy. We people all gonna, know what opinions are like. <laughs> right. It's Everyone's no secret one. here. Yeah. Oh boy. So, Dakota's going to give us a boomerism. Please go ahead. Yeah. So no, it's, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> so um, to put yourself out there, it's, it's vulnerability, but I, I've been really, really lucky and really, I mean, people have been very good to me and very encouraging to me. And I was really honored to win. So I'm, I obviously the minute I won, I went to work. So you jumped in right away. You went right down away. to Greensburg. Yes. Which by the way, their, their school resource officer, I've been caught in their line many times with traffic. I spent a, a lot of my business is down in the Louisville, Kentucky area. So I come up three and four twenty one, and I, I stop in front of whatever school is at the North side of Greensburg. And I hit it at three o'clock in the afternoon. Oh and man. man. I am, I sit through five light cycles of those folks leaving the school. So I, 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 my joke about the traffic, but it's very similar to what, uh, what you guys have to deal with. So I do empathize with the job of trying to get all the people that are trying to go somewhere stopped. Well, keep absolutely. kids safe. Yeah. Well, you know, the thing about that is, 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 is everybody in that area pretty much knows that yeah. the school's letting out the school buses need to get out safely. And, and so, yeah, we, 
We try. <laughs> <laughs> so so you, you fought the traffic and went to Greensburg. You mm-hmm. know, I have one problem with Betsy. The fact that she won, we did not get a press release. I thought we were friends. <laughs> the yeah. boss hog was friends. Hog well, I, first is Facebook not count, my friend. I'm going to be honest. You no. probably should blame her campaign manager, not yeah. Betsy. <laughs> Who is this bum? <laughs> <laughs> you need to fire him. He's, uh, you know, he's really a great. <laughs> I, haven't asked, I haven't asked him Betsy. to do anything um, yet. Um, no, he's he's great, and I'm sorry you didn't get the personal press release. I put it on Facebook though, so and we're I, Facebook friends. I'm pretty sure you saw it right away. I, I'm pretty sure you I, sent me a message. That night. Nice. I did. So you're being a little bit dramatic, but I still love you a lot. <laughs> That's right. how reporters are. Yeah. So okay. Yeah, he's the me- he's the big me- the big time media mainstream oh, drive by. Yeah. Oh, he just yeah. does what he wants. I mean, it, okay, let's be real. He's the enemy of the Career people. Times, Middletown News, Boss Hog. That's yeah. our media presence in Henry yeah. County. Yeah. And there might be radio stations. I literally pay no attention. I have Sirius <laughs> XM and Spotify. I don't pay attention to our radio. So, yeah. um, no, you guys are actually very important. Chris Guffey and the Career Times are both yeah. corporate media, and they're the enemy <laughs> of the people. It's I talked true. to I talked to Travis tonight. I talked to Eldon Pitts later that night. Um, I. Eldon's cool. I'm oh yeah, they're Eldon. great. I they they always do a really good job. So you were you were telling your story and then I interrupted you as I I don't I, know what the story was. Well, you were going to Greensburg. You, oh, you right. toured the, so, uh, yeah, the Cater we, County Jail. That's, that's right. Uh, happening. Yeah, and they're almost done. I think they plan to move in in the next month, month and a half. And it was a really impressive facility. And especially considering you drove right by the Rush County Jail. It's also <laughs> well, construction. and that's right. Chad Malicote and Ed Yenis, um <laughs> did tour it, and they met. A, and we picked them up there and. Um, I didn't know that was happening or else I might've argued to go there, but, um, I mean, I, so yeah, a caucus is at 7 PM and then the next morning, or I, I guess it was at noon, I'm on the bus to Greensburg. So have tried to jump right in, not hesitate. <laughs> I mean, right. So our precinct committee people and, you know, they elected me, so I better get to work. And I really, especially being the youngest person on council by about a decade, I, I figure I need to show that I'm willing to is work. Is Clay the next youngest? I think it would be Chad. Chad's and younger Susan. Than Clay. Uh, Chad kind of looks boyish still. I don't know. It's, he's hard to pin down. He's. I know he's he could not be twenty-five. I don't know. <laughs> he's okay. I know he's not a young Republican anymore. <laughs> and young, young as the sixth district young Republican chair, and that's I think you have to be forty-one or forty-two or younger. Yeah. So I he's, think he's forty. Wow. He's just no. It's not forty because I was like, isn't it forty? No, it's like forty-one or forty-two. It's a weird. Well, it's Republican rules, so they right. have to skew older. Sure. Yeah. Um, right. Um, so, <laughs> you're not even allowed to be a Republican until you're twenty-four. <laughs> uh, right. That's right. Um, no, so yeah, it's uh That's why Stacy had to wait so it's, long. <laughs> it's, I don't know. I I'm really proud to be like this young and to be doing it and I, I really want to show my worth and I think I bring a interesting set of attributes and you know, I don't know, skill set to the, t- the council. So I'm excited. So what have you learned? You've been you've been to Adams County, you've been to Decatur County. What have you learned about jails? They cost a lot of money and we need one. They, they cost a lot of money. We des- desperately need one in a hundred different ways. The one we have is not sufficient. We're super overcrowded. Um, it's not like I love that we're incarcerating that many people, but thanks to the state passing laws that require us to house level five and level six offenders here at home. I mean, this, all of this is because of the state. The state has put us into a horrible bind. It should have been predicted through legislation. Some people, as I understand it, complained and predicted this. Others didn't. This is a fault of the legislature, but here we are. And so we have to deal with it. And the way I look at it is we need this facility. We have federal judges breathing down our necks. How do we do this in a way that is cost-effective to the taxpayer. That's is, deeply important to me. Is there a federal judge really breathing down our necks? Oh, There's, yeah. Has there, oh, ever, yeah. has there ever been a time I mean, where like physically a magistrate, or metaphorically, yes. I mean, uh, 
I mean, yes. I know that we feel pressure, but has yes. there ever really been a case where yes. a magistrate has ordered? Yes. I mean, ass? they haven't ordered it to build yet, but we're, right. we're so close to that. I think they did in Delaware County. Yeah, well, yeah, we're we're so close. They did? And when hmm. the federal judge does that, they get to they get to make all the decisions. They determine the right. Terms, so, right. oh, you you were going to plan to build that twenty million dollar jail? No, you're going to build a forty million dollar jail. Right. We lose all control that. the minute that happens. Yeah, so um, that really adds to the urgency of the situation. So, um, and and Chad Malicote, I don't think he'll mind me saying this, but he's been involved in a lot of this and. His name has showed up on depositions and he's, he's starting to feel the pressure of like, oh my gosh, my name is on that federal lawsuit. Other members of council too, they're, they're getting called out personally and it's, mm, yeah, that's a real motivator. And, and the, the, from what I understand as well, the sher- the sheriff can personally file a lawsuit against the county for putting him in this position. I didn't know that, but I, I that sounds right. I mean. I mean, that's just what I've heard yeah. from a few different. Sounds like lawyers are getting very wealthy off of all of yeah. this. They probably yeah. are. And it's it's been really interesting to watch um, the council and, and in our meeting today at one, the, the public meeting to announce who are, we went with uh, the architect we were choosing. And then so we there were, there were three today. competing organizations or groups, bidders? Three or four, yeah. So what happened? Um, the commission, council provided input, but it was a commissioner's decision. Um, Ken and Gray actually put out a survey last week and had people do rankings and far and away two to one vote. Um, a firm out of Fort Wayne called Elevatus. It looks like elevator, but with a U.S. at the end. Um, it is not Elevatus. It's Elevatus. Elevatus. Um, but it they, sounds expensive. It does. Uh, <laughs> they, they, and they built Decatur County and Adams County and they have a long track record. And as I re- did all my research, I looked through the packets of materials I had. They, uh, they've done quite a few jails in the past yeah, yeah. and they've, I mean, they can just come in and yeah, and the, get it down. They they know what they're doing yeah. with them. The lead architect is uh, Tony Vi. He's been just really. I've only been on the job for a week and a half, so but I have been on the jail committee for a year and a half in the master plan committee. Um, just far and away, their materials blew me away. I just thought that everything, all the evidence I have, all the information I have, and I have to make the informed decision based on what I can see. I know I haven't been around as much as everybody else. I bet that me and Rex Bell could build just as good of a jail. <laughs> Except probably half the price. Except there's all these constitutional requirements. There's all yeah. these little things you need. You're not just building a building, right? Right. Oh, Cinder yeah. block. I mean, yeah. Razor wire. Well, and Ed Tarantino said that, that for difficult. a long time. You're like, what can we do to drive costs down? There's so much wrapped up in this. There's yeah. so much. It's so complicated, and you've got to work with the right people. Um, what is really cool is that I Elevatus, could even make an electric fence, <laughs> <laughs> and that would be cool. Um, I don't know if it's constitutional, but it would be cool. Um, sounds like a video game. Um, but the problem is, you know, we, with the federal lawsuit, with everything else, we've got to be constitutional. And so have to be very careful. We're also a broke County. So we, we're trying to deal with all these variables, but so is it oh, a, is it a canned solution or is it, it's going to be custom for Henry County? And do you know where my understanding is done yet? Site is a big question mark. We're talking about downtown. We're talking about out by geo, potentially other locations. I personally deeply am in favor of moving out by geo out of downtown I'm not saying that's 100% at this point. Corey Murphy uh, today said, hey, there are benefits and drawbacks from moving from downtown. You're going to drive some business away from downtown. They're already used to a jail, so you're not going to impact property values. They're already used to that, but you're also pulling people away from spending money here. And I respect that, and Corey's opinion is important on that. But Because they're um, not going to go to lunch. Right. Yeah. They're so, still going to eat. They, the, might, they may end up going well, back downtown sure. anyway. At the same time, I look at whose neighbor— I mean, there's nothing down there. 
Right. Well, right. not yet. Uh, yeah, north of, th- you know, just north of town on three. Um, well, at the same time. Next to a prison and a giant jail. <laughs> <laughs> subway. They're everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and a Dollar General. A Subway, Dollar General. Yeah, right yeah, next it'll, door. It'll pop right up. But I, I also don't want to see us moving And maybe there. an unnamed gas station that's going in, uh, sure. in, in Sulphur. <laughs> yeah. That same group may develop there, too. They, they love dens of iniquity. We heard that on the Patreon. If you guys haven't joined the Patreon, check it out. You'll hear my. You'll hear what uh, what's coming to Sulphur Springs. Well, the one thing that I was going to mm. yeah, add, as far as the jail goes, yeah, we're also talking about the safety of the officers mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the staff and the inmates themselves. Um, that's been an issue here, absolutely, uh, for a long time, and being able to control, you know, the environment in itself. Um, but that's. That's been part of the talk is mm-hmm. the, the equipment itself inside the, all the mechanics and things inside the jail. Um, at one point in time, the doors, the cell doors, you could mm-hmm. basically pull real hard and they break hey, free. Now, I, I've got a great idea and I just thought about this. Okay. And I can't believe it. I haven't thought about it before. Write it down. Uh, there's a, an empty brick building in Spiceland. Okay. The old school. And it's like got the classrooms. It would, I mean, be pretty cheap. It's got a lot of property around it. Are you channeling Delaware County right there now? There is a there's a church across the street for rehabilitation. <laughs> there's a park. There's a park. Yeah. Well, the park's the drawback. Let's follow up on that. <laughs> let's let's do a little, um, what. So I, I want to know what's going to happen to the old jail. Are you going to? It's a historic really, building, and I really feel good like question might be attached I've, to it. Right. Well, don't tear oh, it down. I don't know about that. You're um, raising museum. downtown. I, museum. I've been told that you. We we've talked about different options. Like you can deconstruct it and you know strip it for steel. There, I don't uh, know where we're going with. It's that. a great bar idea. Like uh, keep it the way it is as a jail with, with the razor that'd be wire. A filthy bar. And, well, you clean <laughs> oh, it. You clean it right, but bad. you keep the jail mechanics. I'm gonna let you clean things. it. I will work and, to hire you to clean, <laughs> clean it. I'm, I mean, I if I'm opening now. a bar, I'm hiring someone <laughs> okay. to clean the place, a professional cleaner. Ah, kickbacks are already starting I to go. Like <laughs> she knows somebody. <laughs> I feel like Dakota has found the location of the Newcastle Brewery. Oh For my sure. gosh. Honestly, that's a cool idea. Sean, but, um, let's get on this. Let's, call it the jail. But call it yes. the jail. It, yeah. it has been really cool to see the collaboration between council. And I've observed this as a citizen and someone who's been sitting on committees between council and commissioners. Like it was the public meeting today was like a love fest. I mean, the sheriff was so excited. Uh, commissioners were really excited. Council members were really excited. Clay Morgan, especially who has done a lot, his committee assignments, a lot of them are justice based and he's just people who've been in the know, who've been researching this, who care about it are just, this was a big, big step forward today to choose our architect. And I think everybody feels really good about it. So, and, 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 you know, I mentioned cost effectiveness, but also we've really got to keep an eye on uh, drug treatment and we've got to look at recidivism. Recidivism is someone who gets rearrested, they reoffend and they come back. Mm-hmm. We want to prevent that. We want to get ahead of that. So how do we do that? Treatment, really intelligent programs. Um, Ken and Gray was talking to me today about, um, uh, I think he went to a conference down, I think it was down in French Lake and he learned a lot and he was like, there are programs in this state that are really reducing recidivism and we can bring those here. If I'm What's not mistaken. Up? I think Fort, Fort Wayne, um, see the Fort Wayne or Kokomo, one of the, uh, one of the court systems up there, they have just a court for just that. Sure. And they graduate. Yeah. They have to go through the whole process. Yeah. It was pretty cool to, to watch. Yeah. We've so, got, we've done something similar with, um, the drug court mm-hmm. and veterans court and the veterans yeah. court. Yeah. We've, this, we've got, we have already introduced quite a few creative solutions and they seem to be doing pretty well. According to, uh, you know, uh, Sean Rouse talked about it. Um, 
uh, Kit Crane has talked about it. So it's, I think we're on the right track at least. I deliver Kit's Middletown newspaper at least once a month nowadays. <laughs> they get, we're the only two in my neighborhood that gets it. So uh, they get stuck together and I get to deliver his mail. Anyway, I, we're, we're like newspaper brothers. <laughs> my biggest Supporting worry local media. from the get go with the whole jail is that we're putting the carriage in front of the horse and that at either this legislation, this legislative session or the next one, there's going to be some drawbacks done at the state level because it's every single county is talking about it. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I don't want that. I mean, obviously I know that we've, we've got these lawsuits that are going against us. There's, um, you know, people's names are being dropped. There's other consequences that could happen eventually. But it, I mean, what happens is if all of a sudden we build a $20 million facility and then the state says you don't have to house level six offenders anymore. I think you're exactly right. I worry about it too. Like the state realizes, oh my gosh, we've oh, we've, we've placed this enormous burden on jails to be yeah. built. Yeah. Uh, the sheriff mentioned this today, and I, I'm sure you guys have heard this before. Literally half of our counties in Indiana are overcrowded. It's yeah. our, our county jails. It's a huge problem. The, the legislature did this to us. Mm-hmm. We didn't cause this issue. They did. They put it on us. They haven't helped us. They're slowly trying to help with financing and different ideas and allowing us to and financing potentially, right. Potentially collaborate with our neighbors, you know, county wise. Here's, here's the gun. You can load the bullet right. and then you can pull the trigger and shoot yourself in the leg. Right. That's and now with the, our permission. Yeah. Yes. Now as an elected official, when are you, when can I expect to see you at the legislator demanding that they fix this issue? Um, I actually brought this up whenever they, you know, they, they stole my money. Why, why weren't any of the currently elected? Why, why would none of them go to the legislator body and tell them we demand a change? Um, that's a good question. That's something, that's something to think about. Um, anyway, I, I do worry about that. Hey, it's, Hey, it's they, hypothetical. The, the state fixes our problem. Here's the, here's, here's what I know. Um, I'm very interested in not incarcerating more people in Henry County or, or doing something to pump up our numbers. I know that we can federal, we can, we can house federal people immediately. So there's always need for space. And that, I think that was mentioned today or yesterday at lunch, but we, if, if hypothetically we don't have enough people in the, in our county to house in our jail or around the state, like that's, that problem's alleviated. We can get federal prisoners and they pay per diem. So then we run a for profit. Sorry. It is 13 questions at once. Yeah. Chris is, is, Chris is triggered. It is, it is problematic, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't love that. I don't want us to, Oh, let's get people, you know, it's for me, it's not like that, but you're not, you're, you're not saying we need to build a a huge jail and try to make money off people. You're saying if that happens, we wouldn't be in that bad position. I'm saying that that could, there's always need for, there's always a need there. And it's actually a resource. I mean, why not Henry County get something? Right. You know, for having to put that much money well, out. And if that. we do this intelligently, we can pay off our jail faster by housing people from other places who aren't that far in the process. Just like we're playing, we are, we are paying Elkhart County right now, I think $50 a day per head to house our prisoners. We can house prisoners from other places. And again, I don't want to incarcerate any, I mean, I want to incarcerate people who, whatever, it but it's not like I'm rooting for that. It, it's just a gross thing to talk about, right? Yeah, it sucks. I mean, the prison industrial complex is terrible. Like it's we, just, why are we as the most developed the, country yeah. in the world, the richest country in the world, we are housing our citizens at a much higher rate than anybody except for China. What does that tell you? That's a problem. That's a societal national mm-hmm. problem. 
So these are huge, huge answer, things. We're not going to work out tonight. Our answer, our answer is jail them. way too often, right? Right. It yeah. is. It is. And so, um, and not to say some people don't deserve to be there. Certainly they do. But um, at least for us, uh, I think. Rex, Rex Bell always said that you should, you know, uh, prison is for people that we're afraid of, not for people we find annoying. Right. So uh, for us, for our purposes, for our needs, for the federal lawsuits, all of it, I just want to see us be smart. And, and they, we're, right. we're using a lot of taxpayer money. Thank God it's, I think our price point is around 20 million and not 40 million. As we were talking about a year ago, that scared me to death. 20 million is a ton of money, but so do you think it's doable? Do you think that with the tax increase that was put into place, do you think we're going to have to see the County go to a referendum to get enough to get to that price tag? Or do you think there's enough revenue coming in now, or is it too early to tell to get to that $20 million number? Okay. With the caveat, this is my understanding and not fact. You've been on the job for a week. I I understand. I just want, I just want your feeling. My understanding is that we will be able to pay for it without, but I don't know. Um, whatever it is, we're gonna have to do it really intelligently and it's gotta be it. I mean, we have to follow the constitution. That's very important. We don't want any more federal lawsuits. We want to be the, we want to control our destiny there, but we have to be cost effective for the taxpayer. All right. You all right, Dakota? <laughs> Sorry, my dad must be watching the podcast because he said there's a stainless steel toilet in that old jail that has my name on it. <laughs> you want to tell us why? <laughs> that's I don't know if that's our story to tell. <laughs> it just caught me off guard and made me laugh. Oh gosh! All right, so we'll we'll put a bow on the council work. Sure, uh, you've had you like everybody else, forty-seven jobs. Yes, you've been involved with the Shenandoah Band. Yes. How's, how's that gone? Okay. So yeah, I think that happened between the last time I saw you guys. I saw you guys in August or September. Um, so, so I grew up in Henry County. I was born at Ball Memorial. I went to Shenandoah K through 12, um, with Steve. I've literally my campaign manager, Steve. Um, we've known each other since preschool, which is hilarious. And now we're partners in crime at the political level. Um, so I'm a, I'm a really proud Shenandoah grad. And, um, the band director there, um, was in a really bad bike accident in October and it was, it was bad. She, she was really banged up. She had a skull fracture. She was in the ICU for a good week and, and maybe longer. And, um, the school called me. It was really funny. I was in Steve's kitchen with his wife, talking to his wife. She was making dinner. I was hanging out and I said, you know, I feel really disconnected from Shenandoah. I'm very involved at Ball State. I work for Penn State. I went, I literally attended Shenandoah for 13 years and I feel very little connection there. And I'm so involved in the County. It's just a weird thing. And I was, I was joking with Trisha about that and just being like, that's weird. And, um, and then the next day the school called me and said, Hey, um, would you like to come and be the new band director? And at that point I didn't have a time frame for what that was going to look like. Um, I have never taught music when I was in middle school and high school. I was a percussionist. I was a drummer. I was drum major my senior year. It was something I really cared about. I thought about even going and doing music ed, but I don't think I was good enough for that. And I went a different direction, um, clearly. So you started a garage band? (laughs) I did play a few times. Yeah, I had a drum set. I I rocked out a little bit. Um, I was, yeah, I I had to work hard at being a drummer. It wasn't something that came supernaturally to me. It was something I was really proud of because... Shenandoah is the lane of drummers. Is it? Jared Bramlin. You know those boys, and I love that I, family. I took drum lessons Those boys, when I was in high school, middle school and high school, those kids were always, he and his brother were always wanting to hang out with my drums. I was like, here's the sticks, go nuts. And I just, tiny, 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 tiny bit of credit for always encouraging them. Because I, <laughs> I love those boys, I'm really proud of them, and they're, the Bramlets are just an amazing family. But anyway, so I said yes to Shenandoah. 
Um, I immediately jumped in and for two months, yeah, I was their band director. I was their choir director. I did sixth grade band, seventh and eighth grade band, high school band, high school choir, a couple of music classes. Um, it was insane. It was just, it was, it was absolutely surreal. I had not been in Shenandoah for 10 years and all of a sudden I'm the band director. Less. <laughs> and just, and to be like, I left Shenandoah as an 18 year old and I like was in a, a certain place mentally. And, and then like I come back and I'm 34 years old and it was just, it was insane, but it was, it was like one of the best blessings of my life ever. It was just to get to work with those kids who are amazing. If you're in band or choir in high school, you're probably, you're probably pretty loyal and you're pretty dedicated. And I just, I feel like marching band and things like that. It, yeah. It takes a lot. It's such a family. And, and, and it's, at, a, at a county school, you are in that group for years. Mm-hmm. It's not just, oh, you know, like I, the band director who I had, who, and she's obviously now back on the job. I had her, I was with her for seven years. And like you really develop camaraderie and friendships and that. And so, yeah, we, I filled in, um, I thought it was going to be the whole year and she made an incredible recovery and I'm really happy for her. And honestly, it worked out really well because I, I turned in my grades last Monday and the afternoon and literally five hours later, I won a caucus. So it was like, wow, the Lord moves in really mysterious ways. And here we are. So the, uh, um, I'm always going to be proud of that. The, there are really unique opportunities for you, you. You talk about how you were looking for a way to get back involved with the right. youth and missing that. Yeah. Um, it's one of the neat things I get to do with 4-H is that I, you know, I've yeah. got the junior leader program. Right. Uh, and by the way, we would love to have, you know, more folks involved with that in the leadership capacity as well. But the unique thing about that is we get to work with every, kids from every high school, every school in, in the County feeds into us. Right. And you get them for five or six years. So it's the mm-hmm. same thing you, you talk about with the uh, with the band where you've got the long time. You don't just have them for a semester. You've got six years to develop that relationship. Those connections are so important. And I mentioned that too, with you being an SRO, like getting to connect with kids. And, and some of them have great families. Others are really, they lack stability. Mm-hmm. And to get to be a role model, to get to be in their lives, to get to show them that you care about them yep. and you believe in them. And to, to provide some sort of example that one day they think like, I could do that too. That, what is more valuable than that? Like that is so tangible and important. And, um, yeah, I was, it was really weird to be on the other end of that for once and just feel like sometimes you develop lifelong friendships and you end up in their weddings. (laughs) Yeah. And, and I've said this, just shakes his head. So I don't know how it happened. I've said this a hundred different times, but I think we have really good kids in Henry County. I mean, we have, this is a good place. It's a good place to raise your families. It's a good place to be. And, if I didn't think so, I wouldn't have moved back. And I just, I really believe in what we're doing here at, at a county level. And um, yeah, anyway, it was a really rewarding and cool experience. It was sort of a fake it till you make it kind of a thing. Cause it was like, I haven't touched, I have not read music or done anything with music in 15 years. And all of a sudden I'm conducting a 55 member band. Did and you we, have to get the sheet music back out and start writing like F A C E between the, <laughs> between the spaces? No, I didn't do that with every the scores. Good boy does, and the know. good thing is I can, ca- I mean, I'm a drummer so I can count well. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it, it was a good, it was. That's I, all you need to be a conductor. It, honestly, we sounded really good. Like I, yeah. <laughs> it worked out really well. Um, the kids were just amazing. And what was really funny was that um, I, I empowered them to lead. It was like, okay, so I'm not a music educator. I, I don't know how to teach that sixth grader how to play. I don't know how to tell her how to play her clarinet. I don't know how to tell. You just say something <laughs> random BS about embouchure. <laughs> yes, a little bit of embouchure. I could help the drummers, and I did help the drummers. But what I found was I went to the high schoolers, and I was like, hey, guys, I need you. Can you come in sixth hour and help out? Do you have free time seventh hour? 
And they responded and they were so excited to watch them lead yep. their younger peers and have their younger peers look up at them. I mean, stuff I, I just, I'm never going to learn that in time, how to, you know, the, the fingering for X clarinet or where to position the trombone. I will never know that. It was never my skill set. You're facilitating it. But to be able to facilitate that and know that I could do that and to have it be successful and for us to absolutely, they, they were amazing at their concerts. Anyway, I, it was just this bizarre, surreal experience and I will be proud of it forever. And that's, that says a lot for the kids too, that they already have that institutional knowledge. You have that in the building. You just have to figure out how to transfer it. And it's a reflection on the band director. She, uh, Kathy Marshall is a very, she's an incredible teacher and she trained them up really well. And she's, she's tough. Like she's tough on the nails. Like if you're sticking around, it's cause you're good and you get, you vibe with her and she, everybody was programmed really well for me to just come in and, and keep it going. So I was, I likened it to, uh, cars on the road, but the drivers bailed out and I have to jump back in and I just, I don't have to accelerate. I just have to keep us moving, like keep us on the road. Yeah. And I did that. And I thought it was going to last longer based on everything, you know, I was hearing, but yeah. She, when we saw you in November, you were like, yeah, this is going to be, yeah, this right. Is not I, short term. Well, I, think I, I know, wasn't said. allowed to say that. Like yeah. I, I just for privacy and different reasons, I was yeah. like, I don't know how long it's going to last, but I, yeah. I expected it was going to be most of the year. I mean, it, for the school is like, she's out the year, but I, knowing her and knowing, like, I knew that she was going to come back earlier than that. I didn't know it was going to be January, but like, she's, she's a really, she's a badass woman and I'm, I'm glad that she's back. And, um, it was really good. So it was like this, it was utterly bizarre. Like this whole experience has just been I, I still can't believe it happened because it's like, if you told 11 year old me or like 18 year old me, you're going to come back and lead your band for a couple of months. Like this thing that meant so much to you as a young person. And it really did. I think it really impacted me in ways that I'll never know. Um, and has set me up, up for successes in it at all. And in a lot of different ways anyway. Very good. I could talk forever. It was, it was fun. All right. We're going to start transitioning to final thoughts. Producer Chris, what do we need to plug? Uh, let's is, see. is it are we adopting stray puppies or something? What uh, spay and neuter clinic? What, what do you got for me? Uh, I've got a, I've got a few things. Uh, one, um, I really want to talk about what Betsy said about moving back to Henry County and all that. Um, so as we all know, uh, Guffy has acquired a girlfriend. Woo. You've I got know. clean title. Not Stacy, but yeah. you got <laughs> my wife is watching. <laughs> I didn't know your middle marital status. I don't mean to imply Stacey any sort of impropriety, sir. I don't He's know. been hiding that wedding ring below the table all night. Just you know, I'll <laughs> No offense. Congratulations, yeah. Mrs. Guffey. But uh we've she's talked about buying a house and I've got her convinced to move to Henry County. Wow. So um we're, we're, you know, I've learned from Jer. We just bustle men. You just go import one. You just got to import one and then, from another and then county. And next thing you know, their parents follow you in too. So you just, That's Henry, you, you did married, really well, by the way. I got way. married in Henry County, yeah. gained three people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, number two is uh, another thing that Betsy said. Uh, it's, it's a lot of work to run for office, but it truly is rewarding. And you're very grateful for the opportunity just because you meet so many people. You get to discuss things. You, people have different opinions than you and it, it makes you constantly think, all right, well, what about this and that? And it is hard, but, um, this is an election year. So if you want to, um, if you don't like the way things are going, you, you can run, you can put your name on the ballot. And, uh, if you do have any questions about that, shoot me a message and I'll gladly help you where I can. There's a, there's a lot of bitching from voters when they show up and they said, man, I had one race to vote in. Exactly. Exactly. So this is your chance. And then number three, uh, February 15th, um, is the year anniversary of DCCW wrestling. Uh, me, the Potters, your in-laws, uh, Mason, 
We are hardcore fans, so we will be there. <laughs> season front ticket row. holders. I don't. They don't have season tickets. I'm trying to get on that, but um, so <laughs> I'm going to try to get press passes shortly. <clears throat> but um, if you want to go to that, shoot me a message. I've got the hookup on tickets. We can go. You can spend a lovely night. We'll bar hop before we go, and it'll be wonderful. <sighs> Ask the Potters. They loved it. Well, the. Uh, the Slick Pickle is a, has been a sponsor. I think at some point we need to mm, you need yeah. to formally organize this for and get sure. together with a Slick Pickle. Ooh, I bet we could. Or Patreon make members. Something happen. This could All right, be a stop Patreon. talking about it now. This is Patreon members. Patreon only. Join now. We'll talk out. about it next week. <laughs> uh, and that's all I've got. All right. So Mr. Mr. Guffy, Stacy Guffy, not not to be confused the other. with any other Guffies that might have run for office <laughs> or be running for corner at any time. What do you got for us, man? Well, First off, thank you all for, for allowing me to be here. Thank you for tolerating us. Well, <laughs> it, it, it has been a lot of fun. And um, I think uh, that Henry County is pointed in a, in a good, good direction. And, um, and as far as the corners race, um, my idea is that uh, I do have a heart for this community. And born and raised here and so it does have a special place for me and um, and everybody in it so but um i just appreciate everybody's vote and support coming up in the primary and then in the general so very good we're glad to have you uh have your first first visit here betsy's come this was her fourth so she's she's lobbying for some sort of a fifth fifth appearance uh reward so we're going to check the box for your first time all right and uh we got that out of the way and then we'll see uh we'll see how many episodes we can get you on and see what uh, what sort of swag betsy makes us give out to the five timers <laughs> what uh what say you did we miss anything did um, we get anything we did get one more my final thoughts your or? final thoughts yeah I, we did get one more question here uh, yeah. i'll ask um <clears throat> mike broyles a noted patron as well uh did ask in the chat like uh the county has a, we'll say mixed reviews on on building maintenance in the past. If we build it, if we get a twenty million dollar building built, is there going to be a plan to maintain it too? I'm not sure yet. Yeah, sure, it's a good I'll, question to ask in a meeting. <laughs> it's a good question. Um, it's a fair question. Let me investigate further. Right. On, on that note, uh, real quick, I was told that the county would be looking for electronics technicians, um, and I just happened to know a guy. If the if the yeah, price is right, it's him. He's the <laughs> Actually, that is really important because uh, I got an email this week that we're investigating upgrading the PA system in the courthouse. Nice, long uh, rumored, long away. Long, no, I mean they're 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 looking into and what uh, we features have, we want. So we you have guys been griping about that for so long, rightfully so, because you can't hear anyone. And it, it, it's one thing if someone is eloquent, I don't want to say eloquent, but if they're able to project their voice, it's not a big deal. If you're soft-spoken, and we have folks who are brilliant but soft-spoken, you can't hear them 10 feet away. And so um, if anybody, viewers or my friends at the table or whatever in this room, you have recommendations about the PA system, let me know because we're – I think a we're, bigger system. <laughs> well, yeah, and, and video ability too. Like video ability, microphones for everybody. Something yeah. I really appreciate you uh, about you guys and uh, I think young people in general, we really cherish accessibility and convenience and we want to keep track of government but it's hard to show up at meetings at certain times but if we start recording our meetings and we we just make it more accessible to the viewers better than you know certain citizens like i always think of bobby Plummer, who does a lot of live feeds from meetings you guys have done live feeds too 
people really appreciate that. It's good to be able to keep tabs on government without having to be in the room. Anyway, I'm all about transparency. So very good. Is there anything else that we forgot? Um, How do people start volunteering to give money to, to walk in the parade to, to compete in this election? Let me know. I'm very, very accessible. Betsy Mills at gmail.com. I'm on Facebook. I have a Facebook page. I expect I will have a website up pretty soon. Sort of just hanging out right now. I think Um, your old website's still up. No, no, no. Because I'd have to pay for that. I should have done a long time ago. But I'll relaunch it with fiscally responsible. Better pictures. Um, I would say if anybody listening, any constituents, any viewers who want to talk about the issues of the county, let me know. I... I like to think of myself as someone who's always willing to learn. I'm a teacher, but we're always learning. And if we're not learning, then we're, we're failing. And um, if there are issues you want me to take to the council or you're interested in talking about, let me know. I'm learning, but I am really curious about, you know, the issues the average citizen is facing. We can go to the kettle, get a piece of pie. We can go to Sparky's and get a beer. Um, I'm thinking about the places in, in my corner of the county. We'll go to Primo's and get a chicken parm love all these little places. It's one of my favorite things is the chicken parm. At it is so good. The chicken parm sandwich. You, you just leave the bun behind. It is, it, it is massive. Uh, that's exactly Incredible. what I do. And I get a Caesar salad Incredible. and I have that chicken parm yep. chef's kiss. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. We were supposed yeah. to go there tonight and they were shut down and I was really ticked off because I love primos. But um, anyway, I'm accessible. I care. I want anybody to feel like they can bring issues to me and I'm going to fight for them. Like that's what I was chosen for. And I take it that responsibility very seriously. I'm very excited to get to work. I have a year left of this term, but um, I'm hoping for another four years after that. So there we go. Thank you guys for having me. It's an honor to be here. We're honored to have you once again. Thank you for tolerating us. Oh my gosh. Yes. I love you guys. <laughs> Dakota You're ridiculous, but I love you. I have uh, two things for thing really quick. There's a libertarian party of Henry County meeting uh, at 1102 race street in Newcastle. That is this coming Saturday. I changed it to Saturday this time because everyone was complaining about the Sunday meetings. So we have it. We are having it Saturday at 1 p.m. 1102 Race Street, Newcastle, Indiana. Uh, that we we will be talking about uh, the upcoming convention, likely setting a, a date for that. Um, also talking about candidates running for Henry County office. So uh, if you're a member, you want to have a voice, then uh, come down to the headquarters, and we will be discussing all that on Saturday. Second thing I have is I found out, um, I think it was Sunday, that HGTV it has they, a new they, show coming. Are they competing to go to Knightstown? Is it, I, I think I heard this. Well, you did just say Knightstown. Knightstown, yeah. yes. Okay. HGTV has a new show that's coming in 2021, and it's called. It's right uh, by Cadiz. It's called Hometown Takeover, and uh, they instead of just doing like one house remodel, they're going to be doing an entire town, remodeling empty houses, remodeling empty buildings, uh, parks, things like that. Um, They said uh, that they basically made it sound on their website. If you submit a video, then you're already ahead of the people who just submit their town. I'm making a video for Spiceland. Um, We have, I've already talked to quite a few people about, um, getting some shots. Zach Bertram's going to come down with his drone. Um, cool. I'd yeah. like to have a couple of citizens. Um, I've reached out to two so far, but I'd like to have at least two more people. If you live in Spiceland, um, then hit me up. I have to have the footage done by the end of next week. Wow. Wow. Um, well, there's just the Spice- recording there, there's so that I can Spiceland. have time to, I there's can have Spiceland, a, uh, I can have like a week and a half to edit it down at the end. Intern Mason. He counts. That's true. Yeah. 
I don't want Mason. <laughs> Somebody else. You want to win, man? I'm conflicted because I heard that I heard that Knightstown is bidding. I heard that my uh, the, my birthplace town, Messina, New York, is is uh, is competing. Uh, a, I think every small community in this in the country is going to be looking at this. I know that's why you got to be. You good. better do a damn good job with the video. That's why I need. That's why I need like a week, a week and a half to edit this video. Yeah, that's why it has to be by the end of next week. I mean, you need to be like the the cream of the crop for Spiceland. You can't let Mason be in this video. I know. Yeah. You got to go very premium. You might have to. You might have to get Darren Jacobs. Darren's like, gonna be in it. Yeah, Darren. Darren's gonna be in it. You have, probably have to send him through hair and makeup, but I think you can get Darren. Did on. you know? I saw him today. He's, I think he's growing out his hair. Did you guys know that there's a museum in Spison? No, I'm not surprised. There's a museum in the upstairs of Hoover Hall. Yeah, and it's beautiful. It's very cool. It's full of really neat history for the whole town of Spison, like. It's just, it blows my mind to see that stuff because there's like the Spiceland Stingers. They used to have a competitive marching band. Like that is, that's insane to me. A school that's of that size. But anyway, if you want to be in the video by the end of next week, you need to reach out to Dakota. All right. Uh, if it, any candidates that are out there, uh, press releases can go to Jeremiah at bosshogofliberty dot com as you uh, as you jump in, and we'll try to get you get get you worked into the uh, into the cycle here. Um, I will say that our chat has been incredibly busy tonight with the thought of a downtown jail brewery. Yeah, the, the imagination has been incre- it has been phenomenal. I think uh, I think we might have accidentally hit on something. I know a jailhouse realtor, a realtor who can hook us up. There, there's a guy we know a guy we know a guy. Um, and I, I do want to thank uh, John Byersdorfer over at Aaron's Auto too. He hooked me up this week. He took care of me. My Tahoe needed some love, and he he replaced all kinds of stuff on it. So we're good for the new year. Uh, another sh- small business to uh, to highlight. It's been a fun night. Uh, next week we've got uh, State Representative Tom Saunders will be coming right. on third year in a row. Tom has come on during the uh, during the General Assembly, and uh, look forward to having a conversation with him. So we're going to have some fun with uh, fun with Tom. Um, and then the best. we'll see, uh, we'll see what's coming after that. So thank you everybody for, uh, for coming to the, uh, t- coming to the studio tonight and, uh, watching, uh, likes and shares are what, uh, what makes this happen. And uh, of course your, uh, your support on Patreon. See everybody next week. Thank you for listening to the boss hog of Liberty, which is part of the we are libertarians network. I am Chris Spangle and I'm the founder of this network. And I invite you to listen to all of our shows, which you can find at we are libertarians.com or by searching for these in your podcatcher. The flagship show is the we are libertarians podcast, where we apply libertarian principles to current events. The Brian Nichols show is a conversation amongst Republicans, Democrats, libertarians, independents, as they talk about what is happening in the news. And we have many other podcasts like The Chris Spangle Show, Upward, The Cost, Raw Audio Politics, Miranda's World, and Tad Talk, which is quite a ride. So check all of these out. Go to WeAreLibertarians.com and you can check out all of our great podcasts. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the We Are Libertarians Network. Get our other shows at WeAreLibertarians.com.